Hey guys, what's up? You listen to the Dope Chronicles with your hosts Stefan and Andres. This is episode one, and we are covering the Logan review. We're pretty much gonna talk about how we felt, you know, in regards to the Logan film, uh, and I think that's about it. Is no, that? yeah, and, and the Deadpool. We had uh, our first look into the new Deadpool movie too. That's a good point. Yep. All right. So so let's get started on talking. I guess from the top, right? We were introduced to the or we were given a first look to the new Deadpool movie right and um according to the people who made it obviously like Ryan Reynolds and his team um it was a short film that by no means will ever be included into Deadpool 2 right so this was a short film basically reminding the audience that Deadpool is still pretty much going to be a thing um for sure I thought the, the, the teaser or whatever it was, it was alright. Like it was chuckle worthy. But at the same time, like if you were to really if you were to really analyze it, right? Like it's kinda of dick move from Ryan Reynolds to put a fucking Deadpool short in the beginning of a dark and serious ass movie like Logan, right? Like not only did it have an ass shot of Ryan Reynolds, but it was just like really kitty and crude, right? And it was just like it was kind of like Unnecessary to include in the movie like Logan. I don't know. That but, was just. I mean, me. but at the same time, maybe maybe the um, the thought behind it was to kind of you know uh, have everyone enter the film you know in in a, in a in a nicer mood, like you know in a in a more cheerful like mood, because we you know they had no idea that what they were gonna watch was gonna make them real fucking sad. True. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, quite honestly, maybe it was just a way to be like, all right, so what you're gonna watch is gonna maybe make you. You know, make your eyes sweat a little bit. So there's gonna be some ninjas of, cutting onions, yo. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the interest of making sure that you know you kind of like have a little, you feel a bit better. Um, maybe they thought that that you know the comedic relief there was gonna kind of paint a better picture for you. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought I mean, out of it. I, I can see why you say that, but this is how I took it, right? Like I felt like Ryan Reynolds knew that Logan was about to steal a spotlight. So he was all like, hey, y'all, y'all about to watch a really great movie, right? Hugh Jackman's killing it. It's his last one. But don't forget, I'm special, too. Like, it just felt <laughs> like that to me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I still got my movie coming out. Like, But at the same time, you can, though, you got to look at it also in the, in the perspective that, like, you're right. It's his last film. So, you know, ideally, it's... I mean, obviously, no one can take Hugh Jackman's place. No one can yeah. take Wolverine's place. No, yeah, But, definitely. you know, in the interest of, like... You know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know Deadpool is kind of you know what the Wolverine you know would take off from. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, that's... having ended you know Wolverine's like saga. It's kind of like maybe it's an ode to the fact that you know now you know we we're not gonna see Hugh Jackman anymore. We're not gonna see Wolverine chopping people up with his claws. Now we're gonna see Deadpool cut people up with his sword, shoot ah, people in the head. Okay. You know what I mean, so maybe it's like it's like hey, I'm. Because quite honestly, if Hugh Jackman felt that way, he could have been like, no, like you're not doing it. You know you're what I mean? right, yeah. Uh, so I feel like maybe he was just kind of like maybe passing him the torch in yeah, a way. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, here, take, take, you know, take this, you know, I'll let you get some of my fans and then, you know, go ahead and make sure you do the role justice. You feel me? Right. What What did you think of the of the short? Like, did did you find I, it amusing? Uh, did you? Dog, I was dying. Like, I was laughing so hard. Like, my girl was sitting next to me, 
And then when he gets into the booth, because, you know, personally, I hate Superman. Like, I'm, I'm like, the yeah, opposite of Superman fan. I don't like Superman so, at all. So, personally, I, 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 I love the, the little shot at Superman, you know, for him getting changed in the, uh, in the, phone, in the booth. phone booth. Yeah. I was dying. Like, I, I was laughing so hard. I was that obnoxious guy in the theater. <laughs> like, I thought that was amazing. Like... It was it was it was hilarious, and then like the fact that it's just like you know, obviously you're you're assuming that all right he's gonna be able to make it in time he's gonna save the dude nope but then he, he doesn't and then he's just like he feels guilty for like a split second and then he and eats then, the dude's ice cream he's like oh I mean you don't need this I'm just eating it <laughs> don't too. answer like, that he just starts eating per, yo honestly I thought it was hilarious and I don't know if you peeped but they actually had like a teaser. Or like a small Easter egg in the short where in the phone booth on like a graffiti on the side, it said Nathan Summers is coming. But like, oh, yeah, I peeped that. Yeah, I you, sure, you saw that. that, right? So like that, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. It's just like, oh, okay. Like they're talking about cable now. Like that's like, yeah, that's like a dope sure. little thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why reportedly Tim Miller actually left the Deadpool project was he couldn't come to a decision as to who they wanted for cable. I mean, there was talks that. They wanted, um, I think his name is Kyle, Kyle Chandler. I'm probably butchering the name or I'm getting the wrong actor. But they wanted one actor and Ryan Reynolds wanted an, another. And then all these pictures started to pop up of Pierce Brosnan and everybody's like, oh shit, like, is James Bond Cable now? And now there's talk of like, maybe even Russell Crowe might step in and play Cable. So that would be, be confusing. That would be dope, but it could be confusing because he's... He's uh, Kal El's dad. Yeah, he's Superman. he's Jor El, right? But like, it's not like uncommon for DC actors to make like a Marvel transition or vice versa. Like, um, I'm trying to think. But that was pre. That was pre like serious. You know what I mean? That was like um, before like the Marvel films and DC films started like beefing. Like you know, yeah. that was way before. You know what I mean? Like that was back when like and plus when they made a transition is because in most cases. The first one they did was trash. It was absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so he did. He honestly did a like a really dope job as Superman's dad. So I particularly, you know, if I were um, DC, I wouldn't be cool with it. But I, he would make a dope cable. Like he would. And you know who else I think would make an amazing cable? But the thing is, they might be a little too old. Is Ron Perlman? Like Ron Perlman is. Ron like Perlman really would be dope. legit, bro. Ron Perlman like, would be dope as fuck as Cable, actually. Right? Yeah. Yo, he'd be, he'd be legit. Like he's when I think of, cause you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Of course, I'm a big Sons of Anarchy Yo, fan. Dog, like I think that you know Clay Morrow is like, you know, he'd be a and he's campaigning dope. too. Like he's he's sharing a lot of um, fan art of like him as Cable, and he's like pretty much shouting out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and and Fox is like, yo guys, like I'm I'm ready to suit up, like it's on y'all. What, what do you guys want to do? But I would be completely happy with Ron Perlman. But I think that whoever they choose is going to be completely left field and someone like no one expected. Um, so we'll see, man. Like, it'll be really interesting to see who they decide to cast as Cable. But um, that's a topic for another day, right? So, yeah, like, let, sure. let's let's dig in into, into Logan, um, which just premiered this weekend. Number one movie at the box office opened up with $88.3 million. And I think, as of today, has already broken about the $100 million mark in the U.S. alone. And it's averaging, I think, either 300 or right below $300 million worldwide. And this is just only a few days of being released, right? So obviously, not only did the critics respond, but everyone's talking about it. All the fans are talking about it. 
and the movie's doing really exceptionally well and it was like a really great send-off for Hugh. This is a guy who played Wolverine for 17 years, has been 17 the, has been years, the character man. for like I think the number is about seven different appearances. This is like this is this dude's entire career basically. So he um Oh, man, I could talk for days about Logan Paul. What did you think? Dog, man, like, I absolutely loved this film. Like, it wasn't just, a, like, a great comic book film, but it was an all-around, like, really great film. Just a know, good movie, own. yes. You know what I mean? As far as, like, action alone was awesome, you know, the chemistry was pretty awesome. And what's crazy is even after all of this time, like, you know, years later, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman still had, like, amazing chemistry. Absolutely. And then, of course, you know, to, to mess myself up, I went and watched uh, a YouTube video that, you know, where someone broke down, you know, the chronological uh, order of things. Right. And, you know, cause, so, of course, it, you know, made me go into theory a little sad. But, you know, it's kind of crazy because it's like... You know, they went into the universe together in a way, Yeah. you know, where, you know, obviously Professor X is, is like key for kind of like, you know, uh, I don't want to say domesticate, but it kind of is domesticated. Like he, he's key, you know, for domesticating Logan. Like he turns, you know, the Wolverine into someone who can like take orders in, in some respect or, you know, can be tamed in some respect. Obviously, the Wolverine is the Wolverine, so he's going to do whatever he wants. But, you know, you know, the cool thing with Professor X is he was the person to kind of, like, you know, be a father figure to him. You know what I mean? He was the person to kind of, like, go ahead and, like, kind of tone him down a little bit. And it was really cool to see that even at a point where in the film, you know, Professor X is kind of, like, old and feeble. Uh Wolverine still feels like he owes him that allegiance. Yeah. You know, Wolverine still feels like indebted to him, you know, for, for everything that he's done for him. And so he still takes care of him because quite honestly, you know, maybe the old Wolverine, you know, uh, you know, pre X-Men probably would have said, I, right, you dying? I'm out. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, he's I like, like, you my responsibility. My yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's like, you know, but like he was, you know, really key in like making sure like, Hey, like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm working this bullshit job as, <laughs> as, a, as like an know. Uber driver <laughs> out of yeah. all the careers. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting. It was like a like a. It's obviously futuristic, so it's like a, a Uber for for limos, which I feel like you know is a great business idea. Yeah, quite honestly, maybe um, like may, maybe Uber would take some notes after right after like this was, movie. Yeah. And what's cool too is even even like uh, in staying with the future, I feel like they did a really good job with kind of like. Um, like showing a, a a somewhat realistic approach to like uh the future, yeah. You know, with with the car itself, you know, it, it was still somewhat like futuristic looking, like um, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It had it had a uh like a futuristic kind of layout design in the car. Um, I think there was like a monitor at one point when he was driving or something like yep. that, like in the interior of the car. Um, it definitely. I de it definitely set up the future world really well, right? Um, and I agree with all the points that you made. But obviously, like as as a person who's been following the movies, like they definitely took some liberties too, because as we know, the X Men has like a really really skewed timeline where everything yeah. just kind of makes sense, and it felt like the filmmaker and Hugh Jackman kind of made the conscious decisions of like ignoring some of the things that happened in the previous movies just for the convenience of them tying up their loose, loose end ends. of the character you know what i'm saying so like mm. um 
some of it did throw me off, like, because I was, I was kind of, like, relating everything back to, like, all the other movies, you know, like, I, I just tied it back to, um, I guess, Days of Future Past, where they kind of readjusted the timeline, and they changed a bunch of stuff, um, but then, since Days of Future Past, where supposedly the timeline was rewritten, in this movie, they acknowledged the previous timeline, so there was parts of that that was very confusing, like, um, there was a part in the movie where, um, Xavier's talking to Wolverine. He's like, "When I met you, you were a, a caged, a caged animal, or something like that. Like you were doing mm-hmm. cage fights." And mm-hmm. that's pre Days of Future Past, right? And it was established that like the whole timeline was rewritten in a way. You know, Wolverine was no longer a part of the Weapon X project that we saw in Origins, but he was a part of the Weapon X project that we saw in, in Apocalypse. So it was completely different, and it happened like twenty years later, too. So. Um, my theory on that is that maybe the events of all the movies still occurred, but they occurred in different instances in which, yeah, you know, like yeah. they were just bound to happen regardless. But yeah, some of that stuff definitely did throw me off. But uh, with, with that, like uh, in the video that I was telling you about that I watched, because um, a lot of people like, you know, in the interest of getting ready to see Logan, went ahead and they made a whole bunch of these like tribute videos to Hugh Jackman or tribute videos to... Uh, to, um, to 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 Wolverine and Logan, um, and then some tried to go ahead and kind of like dive into like okay like how old is he at this point? Yeah. Um. You know, and with a lot of the different videos and a lot of different things that I've like read, a lot of people came to the consensus that you know his mind is obviously a lot older than his body because he's like lived two lifetimes pretty exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great and point. And what's what's interesting is they kind of met, they kind of touch the fact that what what's that that time, no matter what, I mean, like whenever we talk about like time travel in in, in movies and TV and like cartoons and et cetera, et cetera, it's like super confusing. But to what I gather from a lot of those different um, outlets is that time is supposed to be like constant, right? So it's like some events, you know, are going to happen regardless of what you change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some things, you know, like in, in Final Destination, like if, if you're supposed to die, you're going to die. Like death is going gonna, is gonna to rewrite uh, you know, everything to make it happen the way that it might not happen the way that it's supposed to, but to make it happen, you know, every right. day. No, so, yeah. uh, so it kind of makes sense that, you know, what, what happens is that though the events might have happened differently, some of the key things still went down. Like some of the key, right. you know, um, defining moments in Logan's life still came into fruition. It's just, you know, they, maybe they happen at different times. Uh, yeah, uh, or maybe exactly. there's like some smaller details that might have been uh, like shifted or, or changed a little bit. Um, but quite honestly, I think that it, it's, it, it's, it's supposed to be in the fact that like, number one, he of course still remembers all of that. Mm-hmm. And number two, I mean, it's also possible that Professor X kind of like read his mind when he came back to and kind of, you know, Oh. Got some of that info. Um, and it's also interesting because in Days of Future Past, when Logan kind of comes back, um, Professor X, rem- like, you know, he Responds. knows. Yeah, he, he says, just like, welcome oh, back, old friend. Welcome back. So it's like, it's also possible that at that point, maybe the both of them, you know, kind of know or knew what went down. You know what right. I mean? Uh, so it's, it's, you know what I mean? So there's a lot, there's a lots of theories to it. Um, but for me, the, the, like, I see, I see, I see what you mean, like, a couple of things that they took liberties with. The one thing that I'm kind of, like, a little, um, I'd say, like, a tad bit curious about is 
like what their interpretation of uh, of what happened to the rest of the X Men is. Right. You know, because you know, there's a lots of like you know when when it, obviously it sounds like it was Professor X's fault. Oh, spoilers, you know, by the way, we're oh, we're, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> we're trending into some spoilery territory. <laughs> oh man, that's for sure. Um, super super spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so people die. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, people die. Uh, people die every day. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, because in the in the comics, to my understanding, it's Wolverine that kills all the rest of the X Men. Yeah, and. In this one, it's like it's because of his like brain disease. You know, Professor X might have wiped them out, um, but there isn't quite like there isn't any um, flashback or there isn't any like um, details around what happened to him. Right. And I guess I can understand why they didn't kind of talk you know into that um, because if you think about it, like at what part of the movie would you throw that in? You right. Know what I mean, and that's an interesting point because I recently read that um, James Mangold. I think that's his name, the director of this movie. Um, at one point, they did have a flashback scene explaining what happened to the X-Men. And they removed it. They didn't film it. And the reason for that was that he wanted a movie that was based out of character, not information. Uh, so it, it makes total sense that he, he kind of does that. And it kind of gives a little bit more ground and depth to the tortured soul of Professor Xavier. Like I feel like if you were to show that... Um, if you were to show that flashback of what happened to the X-Men, I mean, yeah, like, you'll have a better understanding of what's happening, but, like, you, it, the ambiguity just gives it so much more weight. And I think Patrick Stewart gave a phenomenal performance that it's perfect without it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. there's, like, a lot of hints that he did have a big part in it. Like, everyone, um, I think it was Donald Pierce, or who, at one point, they met in that scene in the beginning or towards the beginning of the movie, and he said something about like damn shame what happened at Westchester or something. So my my theory is that um, Professor Xavier started losing his mind, right? Like he's going senile at this point in the movie. He's kind of like, you know, um, getting dementia and things like that. And he wiped out the X Men within the school. But the in the movie it's painted that the entire mutant race are extinct, with the exception of a very few pocket full of people. Um, and I think that, you know, um, not only does Xavier have a, have, have a role in that, but the other character we get introduced to as well, I think his name is Xander Rice, uh, is the doctor, the British dude that we see throughout the movie. And he kind of hints that he had a, he had a play in that too. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lot of ambiguity. It's never clear. Uh, it would have been interesting and very ballsy. And I would have given them major props had they gone the comic route where it was, uh, Wolverine who killed the X-Men and I was kind of expecting that like I was kind of saying thinking like wow like maybe they're going to show Wolverine like go crazy for XYZ reasons right like he he lets something get into his head and he annihilates the X-Men and that's why he's like a broken soul but yeah, you know could, that would have been that would have been crazy that shit would, that would have yeah, been that really been, crazy that would have been really legit and that would have pushed it really far and that would have pushed it really dark but regardless of the choices like um the movie was still phenomenal um there were some things that um i didn't like or rather well, not that real, i didn't real like real quick before you get into that though yeah 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 um my theory on what happened um is that like professor x like wiped out everyone in you know in in Westchester at the Xavier Institute, like mentally, like maybe like he, it's like he pretty much destroyed their minds, turned them to like mush. 
Um, it could be very and, possible because, like, when he uses Cerebro, he's connected to the mind of every mutant. Exactly. So he could have been in Cerebro, and he could have had like some kind of meltdown where he destroyed not only the people in the school, but like maybe but, people within the state or like the whole freaking uh, continent. Who knows? But you know what I mean, like, maybe maybe it's some sense where he like mentally like like just messed up a lot of their minds, and because of that, their bodies are still kind of like. Like there, and you know, Doctor Rice takes some of the you know the bodies and uses them as subjects in his experiments. Right. So I'm thinking it's possible that like you know the reason it was so easy for him to you know collect samples is because you know they were all unconscious. You know they're uh. they're all like brain dead maybe, and so that's kind of like what helped him you know create you know the uh, these little mutant kids that that he you know much went from yeah uh, exactly and speaking so of think, you and kids like how awesome was x23 oh oh man she was so badass dog like oh my god like it's it was cool is it's like obviously from seeing the trailers you know that she's gonna be pretty cool but then like the first time you actually see her mess up uh what's the name uh pierce uh, his like his like crew yeah, yeah, is yeah. so legit because she's so badass. She's just sitting there eating his cereal, <laughs> like you know. It's like and it's crazy because it's like you, while while sitting in the theater, you see her looking at the screen, right? So you know, in, in my mind, I'm thinking that what's gonna go down is she's pretty much gonna see when they're coming and then like like disappear, like go uh, wander her own off way, or something, right? right? But she's just like nah, like I'm so badass. I'm gonna sit here and wait for them to come to me. Right? Yeah. And then she goes ahead and then she goes to this and cuts him up and then she pulls out her feet claws and yo, I lost it. Like, <laughs> I lost it. Because it's like obviously like a, 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 a shit ton of like special uh, special effects there, but it still looked pretty convincing. No, it like, was it still amazing. Looked amazing. Like, you know. Like like it looked like like a little girl beating up some grown ass men. Yeah. Like it was awesome. She was she was definitely whooping a lot of ass. Um, and the uh, young actress they got she... I think her name is I can't pronounce her last name, but her first name I think is Daphne. Yeah, it's Daphne. It's Daphne. Daphne Keen. Daphne Keen. Um, phenomenal little girl. I mean, she really sold that. She really sold that role. And um, it, it's kind of it kind of makes you wonder. Like now that they signed off Hugh Jackman, right? Like. Maybe she'll take Hugh Jackman's place. You never know. She's a young girl. They casted the part young. Um, there's even rumors that, you know, um, the X-Force, she might be included in the X-Force movie. So um, it's a good it's a good replacement idea, right? But, you know, it, it's pretty great and awesome that they included this character to have that dynamic with Wolverine. Like someone who is, quote-unquote, her daughter. His daughter, rather, I would say. So... Seeing them have that interaction and really kind of breaking down what makes Wolverine tick and why he's so broken, it was like a very interesting dynamic that you never see in a superhero movie. Like usually the, a superhero movie goes, gets powers, has fun with the powers, doubts themselves, and then saves the day. But this is well beyond saving the day. Like Wolverine is tortured by killing. He's been killing for 17 movies now or rather 17 years and like seven movies now so he's a very tormented soul and he sees that this little girl is kind of following indirectly in his footsteps and he's trying to like not save her but he's definitely trying to warn her like it's it's something that she has to get used to but she has a choice 
but yeah. he's very much tortured by that and it's kind of great you you see a, a, a an actual superhero like feel some kind of regret in their decisions even though they were forced to do so but in every yeah, superhero yeah. movie like it doesn't matter the amount of destruction they always stand heroically and stuff and so That's this true. was i could i can see your point because it's like like, like when he's looking at the comic books and he's just like, yeah, this is not how most doesn't of this doesn't go like down. this at all, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you can see like that there's that sense of like regret in some of the decisions that, that you know, that he made. You know, you, yeah, that's for sure. I can see your point. Like he's, he's like, I see, he's like trying to save her in a way, um, somewhat trying to do for her what Professor X did for him, you know, try to find, you know, her humanity because she's so young at this point. Yeah. That it's like, you know, he started off a, a little bit older, you know, you know, in his path. Yeah. Like, you know, in in your point within the 17, you know, so years, uh, as far as the movies are concerned, um, when uh, like a little kid, Hugh Jackman, like the little kid um, playing like Logan uh, kills his dad. Right. It's like, I, obviously, it's the start, you know, of what would become the rest of his life. Um, but like... Aside from that, like he, you know, he grows up a lot before he, you know, goes, you know, into like, like killing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I guess I, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, he's trying to like help her in some ways make better decisions. Like when she almost kills the dude uh, in the, um, the, in the like, gas station, yeah. you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's also like Wolverine's moral, comp- moral compass is kind of like flawed because he still steals. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you can't kill him, but let's just take what we need and we'll go. Yeah, you know we'll dip. I mean? Like you can't do that, but, you know, we got we to gotta get fucking going and we don't got no money. So let's just go. <laughs> so let's, let's <laughs> take what we can and bounce. Um, like it's, oh man, like she was, she was an amazing like actress in this. And it's like, yo, it's, it's. Especially because, you know, for someone to not speak for most of the movie, it's really hard to, you know, to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, like, a huge chunk of the movie, she says no words. She acts with her face, and that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? So, for that, that takes talent, you know, and and, and maturity. Absolutely. You know, for a kid. For a kid to do that, it's, like, intense. Especially the scene where they're inside um, the um, hotel, and like Professor X is having his like episode, and she's like she's trying to help him because already she already has you know this semblance of like affection for him you know right. like 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 a grandpa you know like that's kind of what he is to her throughout the whole movie yeah he's like her grandpa you know what I mean like you see that you know in in real life all the time where it's like dad is hard on his daughter but you know her grandpa you know has a more of a sweet sweet spot for her so he's kind of interested in her you know in her being happy and her well-being whereas dad is just kind of making sure that she's she's alive you know what I mean? yeah. doing what he has to do to make sure she's good exactly but it's like it's like kind of cool you know and also i want to know what your thoughts are on this but when you know the hotel stuff happens and logan realizes that professor x didn't take his meds right right um do you think that like he knew that they had caliban and he knew that they were going to come for him so he figured i'm not going to take my meds because we might need me to wall out at some point. It might oh, it might become necessary. That's an interesting you know point. I, mean? I honestly thought it was carelessness from Xavier because he was so senile that he obvious honestly just forgot. Like it was he was just so aloof to it, you know. That's what I thought. But that's an interesting point. Like Caliban was on their trail, so like it could have been like he but then again, like that's kind of 
a whole different kind of superpower, right? Like, he, he doesn't determine the future. He just reads minds. And we... No, but I'm not saying that he he reads the future. But what I'm saying is it's like it's... Because there's, there's that part in, the in like, a, not the beginning, somewhere, I guess, beginning of the middle, where Professor X tries to make sure Wolverine understands, like, yo, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Like, you know, I might be, you know, I always recognize you, you know, like, my mind is still there somewhat, but there's sometimes, you know, where I, I, I know who you are, but I don't recognize you. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that in some, in some sense is instilling that, like, yo, my mind is kind of, like, deteriorating in some sense, but, like, I'm still, like... I'm still Professor X, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I still have common sense. Like, I still I still think things through. And I think, personally, I think it's like, you know, he, he had a feeling. Because if you think about it, if he didn't have his episode, he might have been dead. Or they might have gotten X-23. And Wolverine wouldn't have been able to stop him because he, he would have got there too late. Yeah. Right? But him having realized, like, oh, snap, he didn't take his medication. He's in a hurry to get to him now. Um Professor X kind of like saved the day in some way uh, and he felt and you can see that he felt remorseful when he's like getting out of the hotel he's like so sad he's yeah. sorry for everyone but at the same time it's like I don't know like in some ways I kind of feel like he knew that it was necessary like it's like if I if if I go ahead and like play this out Caliban's not with us right. which means he's either dead or they or he's captured so I want to go you know and say that he's more useful to them because you know he's a mutant and he can track mutants. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe they're using him to get to us. So let me try to, you know, let nature take its course. Hopefully, you know, by me not taking my meds, hopefully that'll give us some time. You know, that'll make it so that, you know, we have at least some time to take out some of the, the people that are after us. And maybe that'll give, you know, us, uh, you know, some time to dis at least to disorient them and give us some time to, you know, make the gap wider. You know what I mean? So I think it's not so much about him using some unfound power, but just him using, you know, just human logic, just like common sense. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. That's an interesting thought, man. I never thought of it like that, to be honest. Um, I honestly just thought he's just... Freaking forgot, but that's way more interesting, I guess. <laughs> but no, man, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I'm, that that to me would make sense, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I didn't expect that. But yeah, good point, good point. That might be what they were, that might be the intention of what they were, when they decided to have that kind of scene happen. It was just like maybe he was aware of his det deteriorating mind um and it's always kind of really apparent you know like we're teased in the beginning that he's really crazy and senile but he's not he's very clear he he remembers everything you know um and he's also conscious but he's always he's a character that's always been you know he would try to talk his way out of something as a for as a as opposed to like using any kind of force so that's where i i'm kind of like i'm not too sure what you're like you're saying is true because like he would have to harm people but if like it came down to their lives and he had to save like he was thinking about the little girl then maybe he would have felt pressured to like keeping that in mind and doing so and like paralyzing That's everybody true, but and just like at the same time you know he also mentions that he didn't realize how um how harmful it, it was so it's it's also possible that he 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 thought that maybe he would dis you know disorient them, but didn't think that it would like harm them so much. You know what I mean? Because right. he when he's coming out the hotel, he's he sees things and he sees because he mentioned that he, this is the first time that I th if I if I remember correctly, I believe he mentions it's the first time that he's seen you know it's a you know the effect of his episodes. Yeah. So it's like 
um, quite honestly, I, the reason why I think it's like I think that you're right. He wouldn't will like like willingly or, or willfully hurt people um, unless he you know really thought that he had no other like like choice. Right. Um, but I think that he he thought that it would maybe like like hurt people, but not like like too impactful. Like it, maybe he didn't he didn't think that it would. Uh, he number one maybe he thought that Logan would 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 get to him in time, so yeah. it didn't pro you know prolong for too long. Um, or maybe he thought that like you know he's got you know Laura with him, so you know she'll be able to help you know because she's got the same powers as as Wolverine. So maybe he thought that it wouldn't like have as big an impact on everyone. Um, and then also. You know him acting crazy was the way for him to get their attention, right? Like, you know, what I mean, he, it's like I, I honestly think that it's like in some ways, like he's still the same guy. You know what I mean? Um, which obviously, you know, people with like you know brain disease are. You know, typically, uh, I don't know if you ever watch Game, um, Grey's Anatomy. You ever, mm, ever watch? No, Anatomy? never could get to uh, that man. <laughs> dog, it's it's amazing. It's a great show. But the reason I bring it up is the main character, uh, her mom. Is is suffering uh, from uh, Alzheimer's uh, and dementia, and so like, there's a, a couple times where she's like lucid, um, where it feels like she knows what's going on with her. You know what I mean? So it's like she, it feels like she real recognizes that that you know a lot of time has passed, and she recognizes that this woman that she keeps seeing is her daughter. You know what I mean? Um, and then there are some times where you know it just kind of in a, in a split second. It goes back to her, you know, in the state of mind that, you know, she's somewhere else. So she's in some other time. Right. right. Um, quite honestly, I think that, you know, Professor X is just like, like mentally, like he knows that, you know, he's not there. I think that he's smart enough or at least he's because he's got like the most powerful mind in the world at this point. I right. think he knows, you know, at least in, in some respect that you know, it's the end is coming for him. You know, what I mean, right. they say all the time that people, you know, they can feel it when they're when when their time is coming. They can feel it when ah, they're done, right? Um, so point. it's like he, it's like he's feeling. Personally, I think that it's for helping Laura, right? Is kind of like I want to, I want to do, you know, I want to do something right at this point. Like you know, whatever happened in in Westchester, like this might be the last thing I can ever do that would you know hold substance. Like I can save this little girl, and you know, I can go peacefully. After this point, you know what I mean, um, right? So you personally, feel, I think. Did you feel that um, Logan felt that way though? Um, I don't know, honestly. I think it's uh, until the point where he like, gets her to South Dakota. I think he just wants to. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like I'm done with you. Like I'm so pissed. Like I lost Professor X, all because you know I'm helping you. Like if I never met you, we'd still be good. Yeah. Caliban would still be alive. Professor X would still be alive. But when when she speaks. Right? And he's like, yeah, whoa. Like, whoa. <laughs> all of a sudden you speak and you know what? Now I'm going to show you that what you're, like the place that you're trying to go to doesn't exist just to shut you up. I'll do that. All right? I'll just do that just to shut you up and then I'll be done with you. I'll get you there and then you'll either come with me and we'll just live our lives, you know, where I say um, or, or that'll be that, or you'll get pissed and you'll leave. But at that point, I did, I, I fulfilled what I promised Professor X I would do. I took you to where I told him I would take you. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do that. Right. right. And then, like, when he sees how, how he made her feel so disappointed, you know, he's just like, damn, like, dang, it's like that. Like, right. Uh, yo, cause honestly, like, yo, well, I felt it. Like, I felt it in my, like, 
you know, when when he says, you don't, don't you get it? Bad things happen when to I, people that I, I care, care about. about. And she says, then I guess I'll be fine. I was just like, yo. <laughs> that part got to me too because, I mean, Wolverine is essentially a character on paper that is very, um, I guess... He's unable to express emotion or is very timid in emotion because of he has gone through such a, a traumatizing past. You know, like he's been hunted, he's done awful things, he's killed people, and he's always kind of come off as like emotionally unavailable. But on screen, if you really were to think about it, this is a dude who pours his heart out to pretty much everyone around him. You know, like if you were to think about it, when he joined the X-Men, you know, he, it was, he was very reluctant because he was... Oh, he was a lone wolf for so long, right? And he was kind of an animal. He was comfortable with that. That's true. But then this family took him in, and he loved them. Like, he cared about them. He fell in love with Jean Grey. And then he had the ultimate, you know, had to make that ultimate sacrifice of having to kill her. And then he fights alongside with Charles and, and Magneto in Days of Future Past. Like, this is a character who, in more than one occasion, has demonstrated that he's fully capable of caring about people, even if they yeah, do like him with, dirty. Yeah, uh, with Rogue 2. With, like, Rogue 2, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, like a like a like a big brother kind of relationship with her and she kind of had the same with him exactly um, like no yeah, matter no matter that statement about how bad things happen to people you care about like yeah they may have happened but regardless of the regardless of that point like Wolverine is a character who you know he he is the embodiment of a superhero right like he's very broken tortured and just wants to be a normal guy. He doesn't embrace <laughs> yeah, just, that superhuman side of yeah, him at all. He just wants all. to be loved, man. He, he wants to give to up the, loved. He wants to give up those claws for like any any price in the world. But he he does what it takes, and that that's what's so fascinating about this movie. I don't think there's ever been any superhero portrayal as perfect as this movie. Only because I think superheroes, and I'm even including the Dark Knight, right? Like that's. Whoa. Oh, that's, and, that's a bold statement. And that's, that's a, bold a bold statement, statement coming from me because I love Batman, right? And to this day, I still think that The Dark Knight is quite possibly... I, I don't know if I want to call it the best superhero movie of all time anymore. I really don't know. And I'm not going to say that because of Logan. But I will say that because of Logan. And this is, <laughs> this is my point. Because Logan was the first movie where we were demonstrate, where we were shown what a tortured superhero actually is. And how fascinating he can be. If you were to really think about The Dark Knight, and this has nothing to do with Christian Bell, I think Christian Bell did a phenomenal job with what he was given, but The Dark Knight fundamentally worked because of its philosophical themes and because yeah. of the portrayal of the Joker. But it's, if you were to remove the Joker and you would just have Christian Bell, it would kind of be a boring-ass movie, right? Like, just, let's be kind of real. It would be kind of a little bit boring. Point. So The Dark Knight um, definitely stepped into some wonderful and beautiful philosophical themes, but... James Mangold did exactly what he wanted to do when he said it was not about information. It was all about character. And this is like the best portrayal of a superhero in any movie because it did exactly that. It dissected fundamentally to like the freaking bone who Logan or James Howlett is. You know what I'm saying? And it even goes down to like who they chose as a physical threat, which I kind of have a qualm with. But at the same time, on paper, it makes sense. Like I get why they chose X-24 to be a younger clone of Wolverine. Like, on paper, it makes sense, right? Like, you see an old, tired Wolverine go against his young, carnage, um, 
rageful self. And it's kind yeah. of like a battle of, I guess, identity, right? Like, it, it, it makes sense in that sense. Even it's down like to the scene. old versus new. Exactly. Like, old versus new. And, like, however you want to spin it, it's, like, literally, like, Wolverine's last redeemable um, quality in his soul against the evil side of him. You know, like, that's yeah, why, yeah. like, it's pretty much a battle of the soul. And that's even fair. to the, to the point sense. where, like, when... Um, x24 kills xavier it's even down to that like yo like it could be interpreted as how professor xavier paid for his sins against a mutant who got tired of his shit you know but again like another thing that i've kind of like slowly been thinking about when it comes to superheroes is that when you have two characters a hero and and a villain you know on opposite sides but they have the same physical qualities it's kind of boring right like both these dudes have adamantium claws. Both these zoos have this agility. But yeah, you have like a withered Wolverine, uh, a withered Logan rather, versus like a young um, energy, and en- en- energy, wow. Energized. <laughs> energized, there we go. A uh, young, energized, like animal version of Wolverine. You have these two opposites battling for not only the fate of like the freaking kids there, but like of Wolverine. Who's going to take Wolverine's spot and who's going to take care of Laura? Even if it means, like, Laura's going to lose her head or Laura's going to, like, be cool with Logan. But, like, on paper, it makes sense. But when you have a brute who's basically just Wolverine, it doesn't make sense from a comic book reader standpoint. Like, to an audience, I guess it wouldn't be a problem. But, like, there's such an array of characters that they could have gone with as a physical threat. And to me, it, it kind of raised an eyebrow when I saw that X-24 was Hugh Jackman. I was like, wait, that that's kind of goofy. Like, I could have seen them, like, maybe brought back, like, a new version of Lady Death... Uh, what's her name? Is it Lady Deathstrike? Deathstrike. No. Is it Something. Deathstrike? Yeah, I think it's Lady Death. I think so. I think it's Lady Deathstrike. That's going to bother Lady. the hell out of me. Or is it Lady Deathstroke? No, it can't be Deathstroke. Yeah, Lady Deathstrike. Come on. Okay. Give me my props, B. Okay, you got props. props. You got props. I got I got you. You got some props. You got some props. Anyway, so like it would have made sense if they brought like maybe a Lady Deathstrike or maybe even like brought back Sabretooth, right? Like something. But the fact that they you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like they could have brought Sabretooth, they could, Sabretooth probably would have been a dope oh right? Sabretooth would've, probably would have been like I felt like it awesome. would've tied it would have tied everything a little bit more neatly. And there was talk that they did want to bring back um Leif Schreiber back into the Sabretooth role, but for whatever reason, um they couldn't figure out why he would fit in that universe. And I was reading some of the forums and they were saying how like if you were to think about Sabretooth's role in the X-Men movies, he's always been kind of a lackey and it kind of gets old. Like if you were to think back to the first X-Men movie, he was just like Magneto's muscle. And if you were to think back to Origins, he was Stryker's muscle. You know what I'm saying? So like to include him again as muscle would probably not make too much sense. But to have Hugh Jackman fight Hugh Jackman didn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that... I mean, like, but then, but then again, when you put it that way, though, like as you did earlier, in some ways it kind of does, because like you mentioned, you know, a battle for his humanity. You know, it's like it's like you're like he's literally looking himself in the face. So to right. your point, quite honestly, it kind of sounds with everything no, that you're right. saying. It kind of sounds like it, it actually it made sense because he's totally, literally like fighting I'm totally contradicting him. Myself. You know what I mean? He's fighting. It's a battle of the soul, and it's like he's literally like fighting. You know the 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 
the old him, you know what I mean? Like the 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 really like rageful Weapon yeah. X, like Wolverine, and and like while he's, you know, it's typically you know obviously the battle of good and evil right here, you know what I'm saying? But then like a lot of times, good doesn't have enough you know strength left in him, you know what I mean? And it's like it also has to do with like you know his mind, you know what I mean? Like he's doubting himself, obviously, um, but like he's still giving it a fight, you know what I mean? And I, Personally, I think with what you're saying, it kind of sounds like it did make sense. No, it makes sense. Like you're getting me wrong. Like I'm totally not trying to contradict myself. I'm saying on paper it's beautiful and it makes absolutely total sense. But from a comic book reader standpoint, from the huge array of X-Men characters that they could have brought back or they could have introduced into this to have as a physical threat, I'm, I was kind of confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, it felt like the filmmakers, um, the and don't get me wrong, like I don't think the choice was wrong. It's just like the, my initial reaction was confused, right? But then, like after I watched the movie and I gave it some thought, like it made sense. But it wasn't an initial an initial response where I like I immediately jumped. I was like, "Yo, that's dope! Oh, that's crazy!" I was just like, "What the hell are they doing?" You know? So it took me a while to adjust yeah, okay. and to think about it. But you know, like from an audience standpoint and from a philosophical standpoint of the themes in the movie. Um, it makes total sense. And, um, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I love the idea of what they went with. And it just, it, it makes total sense that they would have that kind of contrast between a hero and a villain and to end it in such a way. And it, they didn't end it in the spectacle like normal superhero movies tend to. Like, it was pretty much a one-on-one brawl. It was bloody. It was it was crazy. You know, we we even got like um, some of the, those kids using their powers. Like that was really really cool too. But they kept everything to a minimum because they really wanted to honor this character as to who he was, and they wanted to remove that spectacle superhero aspect of it. But with that being said, like yeah, like at first, like it was a little bit of an odd choice. Just that's that's all I was trying to get. I was just. I didn't feel it at I first. Point. Yeah, I got you. you know what I'm saying? Like, just from a comic book reader yeah, standpoint, yeah. like, yo, like, you guys could have, like, had the perfect opportunity to have a good muscle and to have, like, someone who's a complete opposite of Wolverine, like, not just in regards to age and um, demeanor, but just, like, in powers, too, you know? Like, it would have been just interesting mm-hmm. to see a quote unquote animal versus someone who's civilized using a gun or something you know what i'm saying like something like that like maybe if the last battle was with but i think maybe what were you, were you about to say no i was just gonna say like like if they would have had donald pierce and logan be the final fight and have it be like an all-out one-on-one battle like i think that too would have been interesting you know it's just like the contrast of those threats to me you know, from from not only just a comic book reader, but just an audience now, it's like those things that I was looking at. But regardless of my own little nitpicking, and I fully acknowledge that it is nitpicking because I don't think there was anything wrong with what <laughs> they, they decided to do. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's okay. I, feel, I see what you're saying. Um, but also, I feel like if they... I see, I see what you're saying. As a comic book fan, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it would just... It would... It would... It would uh, it would translate better, or it would it would feel more complete in in that sense. Exactly, but it would then, just feel a little bit in, more organic. In an audience perspective, precisely. But in for like a, a film audience perspective, that'd be something else that that wouldn't have been explained. Like who is like they right. have to explain who this person is. No, that's that, true. You know, they have to explain like where they came from. Like you know why are they here? Where in, in this particular sense, they don't have to do any of that because when they when they talked about how Laura came to be that's also kind of c- coming into how 
X24 came to be. So it's like they already kind of did all the homework with that. Um, you know, That's if, a good point. To your yeah. point, if they used um, Pierce, that probably I could see you know, would have been dope as well. Because at that point, you know, again, they don't have to explain anything else. Exactly. You know, maybe it could have been something as simple as Pierce taking the serum and Pierce like oh. getting like, you know, super fast and, and super like, you know, agile to be able to like fight Wolverine because if Pierce were to fight Wolverine as is, it would not be a fair fight in any yeah. comparison, like at all, right? So, it, you know, with that, like a, a, a juiced up, you know, super um, Pierce would probably be, that would be a dope fight. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying, yeah. Um, to your, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but then also in, a, in just like a, I don't know, like a, a, um, a realistic approach if I were this, uh, if I were this driver, I wouldn't accept the role just to you know kind of be yeah just to be like 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 number one not to have any lines right not to yeah. speak at all and then number two just kind of be a puppet uh, and number three like for like uh, like what ten minutes you know what I mean like if I yeah. were him I probably wouldn't do it. No, totally. Uh, Like, if you're going to shoehorn in the character, like, there's no point in having him at all, right? But I thought, like, that was definitely one of the the few things that I really enjoyed about Origins was that interpretation of Sabretooth because of Liv Schreiber. And I thought that um, the movie was pretty shitty. (laughs) Um, It's very corny. Um, If anyone watches it, it did not age well at all. Those claws look atrocious. But, like, Liv Schreiber was, like, probably one of the only redeemable qualities of that movie. And it would have been great to kind of have that tie-in because they were brothers. And that concept of Sabretooth and Wolverine being brothers in the movie was completely forgotten and abandoned. So, like, you know, like, it would have been interesting to see how that ended as opposed to it being kind of unofficially resolved in X-Men, right? Where, you know, he gets blasted off of the Statue of Liberty and then you never see him again and that's the end of that. You know, it just would have been it would like they that's definitely uh, they definitely um um entered interesting territory when they introduced Liv Schreiber as a brother and they I feel like they had intention to go somewhere with it but they abandoned it for probably because of the the reception of Origins and they left it at that. And that's fine. That's completely okay and um by no means should they shoehorn the character in. But I feel like had they had another option it would have been an interesting way to kind of like wrap that whole wolverine narrative with a nice bow everything was kind of like you know like tied up um there was no loose ends whatsoever and not that the movie had any loose ends like it was pretty conclusive especially with that like heart gut punching ending but you know it's still like before i get into that before i get into that um (laughs) Yeah, like it, it's just it just would have been I I don't know maybe I'm it's probably just a preference thing and I'm really nitpicking, um and and maybe again it's because I'm I'm analyzing it from a comic book reader standpoint who really loves these characters and really kind of loves that exploration but I would have liked to have seen uh, Sabretooth in some kind of capacity do I feel like he was needed no if if it, the movie was perfectly fine without him. But had I had my way, had I made the movie, I would have found probably a solution or a scenario where I could have included him just to tie that up. Even if it's a mention, like in the beginning yeah. where like we see like, oh, like I lost my brother Victor to this or the day this happened or I saw him a couple years back, like something like just even a little mention, like it would have done me justice or it would have been okay with me. But yeah, yeah like it's, it's not a big deal. But anyway, jumping back or jumping ahead rather to that gut punching ending of a film um what a way to send off wolverine man 
Oh man. What of what, what did you what what was your reaction when when he finally bit the big one? Dog, I was sad, man. Like I was I was really like sad because it's like you know in I mean, obviously everyone knowing that this is his last, you know, last time as Wolverine, you know that it's not going to happen, but you kind of in some ways hope that he's going to wake up like you know they you know once they put that that x on the you know grave that you know it, the ground shakes or something and his claws come out or something like you want that to happen yeah. because there's no way that Wolverine you know could just be gone you know what i mean but you know he actually was and it was sad man it was super sad but it was done very well it oh, was yes. tastefully done like it's like they didn't they didn't do any of that shit you know to make it you know make you you know n- not to give you false hope you know what i mean and, and make you think that like you know there's going to be more because there isn't like this is the, this is it this is the end of of you know Hugh Jackman as Wolverine this is the end of you know yeah. James Howlett you know what i mean so uh it's it's it was re- it was done like superbly well i agree and i appreciate it and i think that you know to your point, like Wolverine is Hugh Jackman's career. Like he's done obviously amazing projects, but it, it, as 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 fucked up as it might sound, like he was typecasted. Like he is no matter what he does from this point forward, he will always be Wolverine. You know, just like uh, Daniel Radcliffe will always be Harry Potter, no matter right. what film he does. He you know that's just like and it's in, in some ways it, it sucks for you know, the rest of their careers, but in some other you know in another perspective, it's. It's just a testament to how amazing they did. Like, I it's, agree. It was so it was so well done that if they were to let's say in you know the whole like first class saga try to re- introduce like a new Wolverine, they could do it. But personally, I think it would be pretty. I I I think it would be just uh, huge shoes to fill. You know what I mean? I I, I think it's it it'd be re- it'd be really really hard for them to do that and to do that well. Um, it would have been a disservice we, too had they teased that Wolverine wasn't dead. You know, it'd be a disservice to not only the character where they would practically, you know, whore the crap out of that character, but also to Hugh Jackman because this was his yeah. his last film. He was very adamant that he would not be returning, and they gave him like that proper send off. And what better way to do that than to have a tremendous movie be the last one, right? And have fans wanting more. And that's I think that's a testament to Hugh Jackman's commitment to the role and just how impeccable he was with his choices as a performer and just like how mm-hmm. we were all just kind of really spoiled by having even in the shittier X-Men movies like the dude always killed it the dude always did his job Wolver- um Hugh Jackman wow see I was just about to call him Wolverine Hugh Jackman <laughs> did his job like he he made yeah. us love the character he made us really care about him I mean maybe not everybody feels that way um, I was always a big Wolverine fan regardless, but Hugh Jackman really made me appreciate the human side of the character that I never was kind mm-hmm. of aware of. And it was just, yep. it was done very carefully and he did his homework, he did the prep work and he's also, he also was very clear that he cared about the character. You know, he wasn't going to do any decisions that was a disservice to the fans or the legacy of James Howlett. So um, it was really sad, man. Like I unapologetically cried not my eyes off but like i definitely had like tears rolling down you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, man. It was just... It was really brutal. And, like, what better way to end the movie and to end that story than to have that cross just kind of rotated into an X. And we sit on that. That was, like, the most powerful image that any movie could have ever ended on. It was just so freaking brutal. So brutal. done. And And again, though, like, what was dope about that is, like, just a simple fact that, like, um... She knew him well enough to appreciate that. Do you know what I mean? Or, or like, like at this point, you know, they went through, you know, him kind of really being annoyed by her, you know, to him like caring for her, yeah. and then with his, you know, demise, with him like having like died, like you know, she is like, nah, this isn't good enough. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? like he needs, you know, he needs this ex, you know, would just, you know, if he were here, he'd appreciate that. Like he would love this. Um, That's and a really kind good of point. What's Right, and what's kind of interesting, or I mean, I guess maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But when I grew up, dog, like I didn't, like I didn't even know his name was Wolverine. We called him X Man. That's who he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I, when we grew up, like that's that's just like that's that's who he was to us, because he was like the X Man. You know what I mean? Like he was the epitome of X Men to everyone else. Like he was, you know, he was the the Robert Downey Jr. of you know of oh, X Men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. No matter at this point, as far as you know, Marvel films are concerned, with Avengers or anything surrounding the Avengers, Robert Downey Jr. is the is the face of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and and Wolverine is that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just like it kind of makes you it kind of makes you know it's it's like one of those things where uh, you watch Game of Thrones, like it's kind of like Ned yeah. Stark dying. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's like it's it's emotional like that. It's not obviously it's not as like no, actually no it is. It is just like that because it's like, you know, like Ned Stark's death and this is of course a a spoiler to anyone that doesn't watch. No, fuck that. We're well beyond this point. If you don't know Ned Stark is dead at this point after the series premiered how long ago? Like that no, that years. that's just no. Years. No spoilers there. Oh. No, you but you just suck case, as a like... as a human being. Get your shit together. <laughs> but basically like at this point, you know, it's like that because when Ned Stark passed, you know what I mean. Like, it 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 really made. I personally think that that changed TV and 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 uh, you know for for centuries because oh, yeah. like before that you had no really you had no conception of like main characters dying. You know what I mean? You go into a movie or you go into a show thinking yeah. this person is too important. They're never gonna kill them. Like they're gonna live for you know ever as in the eyes of uh you yeah. know, the, the fans right but when he when he got his head chopped off it made you like realize okay maybe that's not the case people die <laughs> yeah exactly I mean? and you for know? them to so, make that decision in a superhero movie where we never see the hero kind of we never see the hero fall under any circumstances nope for or them if they to pull fall, it off they come back and if and they fall case, they come back like they're teased right like they're, they're teased of a return like you know, Batman v Superman kind of like they wanted to do that, and then like tw- the last shot is like the ground rumbling, and you know that Superman's you know, gonna be in the exactly. Justice League, like you just know. But here, like, like I, I didn't expect them to kill off Wolverine. Like I thought they were gonna follow the comics, and he was gonna ride off and just like do him and disappear. But the fact that they killed him, I was just like, wow, that not only was bold, but it was it was perfect. Like it, it's just. It was just perfect. There's no other way they could have done it where they could have given Hugh Jackman that rightful send-off 
and that character that's sent off. But eventually, we all know how Hollywood works, and they're going to recast it, right? Like, they're going to get a new actor and stuff. But that's probably going to come, like, in a rebooted version of the X-Men universe, probably in, like, a year or two. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know... But, yes, I mean, or, I mean, this might be jumping the gun, and, you know, we'll probably end up talking about this, you know, in a later episode. Um, but... You know, with Cable being like a time traveler and all that, oh. like who's to say that you know, you know he, you know Cable doesn't introduce X twenty three, you know, like a, a a young adult female version of X twenty three into you know the uh, X Men um, mm. moving forward with the first with the new class of X Men. You know what I mean? Because quite honestly, like she did a really great job, and and to your point of like Hollywood, like they should capitalize on that. You know what I mean? Like the fact that. She's amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether or not they keep the same actress, um, but that character at least, because people, you know what I mean, with anything, people want to know what happens next. Like, what happens to X-23 at this point? You know what I mean? What happens to her her, her group of friends? Yeah. Do they, you know, become like mutant messiahs? Do they go ahead and, learn, like, ah. you know, pull a Hope Summers and, like, you know, pretty much help bring mutants back up, you know, you know, uh, you know, all over? You know what I mean? Like, what what happens next? So who's to say that? You know, Cable doesn't go ahead and, like, take her and bring her into the past to, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. But the, the point I'm making is that there's lots of things that could happen. Or, you know, I don't know. But I think personally, like, X-23 would probably be the way to go. I agree. I mean? Because... I totally agree. You know, I think that she'd be the way to go because uh, with this new reboot of X-Men, um, we won't we won't get into this right now. But I just want to make sure that it's it's known that I thoroughly was disappointed with Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> so, you know, if if they were to go ahead and, and like add another Wolverine um, next, that that might piss me off even more. Yeah. Uh, so again, like we we would we don't have to go into it because we that's, shall we re- we will get into this. That's a definitely um, another episode where we could talk our ears off for a very we sure long can. time. Because uh, we're we're coming to a close. Yeah. But just I want to make sure that that it's out there. And then, you know, people understand that Stefan did not fuck with Age of Apocalypse, okay? <laughs> I want to make sure that's painfully clear that I did not like it, okay? Um, just make sure that's, that's out there. You know, take, you know, take that how you may, but I want you to understand how upset I was with that film. One okay? more time and I'll believe you. Just say it one more time. <laughs> Stefan <laughs> thoroughly did not fuck with X-Men... Age of Apocalypse. Let's <laughs> make sure of that you know, and there's there's no like, oh, but this was the this was kind of good. This was good. No, Stefan did not. I repeat, did not with huge underlines. Fuck with Age of Apocalypse. Okay, <laughs> we want to make sure that we we, we, we put that in there, um, and then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into this. You know, I think date, this but. is a good a good mark to kind of end off the episode that Stefan <laughs> does not fuck with the age Age of Apocalypse and X twenty three should come back. Um, uh, <laughs> overall, Logan is an amazing movie. If you guys haven't had the chance to watch it, we highly recommend it. Um, Honestly, though, if you haven't watched it and you heard this podcast, we're really sorry, but we warned you. Um, but <laughs> either, regardless, don't take our word for it. Just please go see it for yourself. But, yeah, um, this has been our first of many Dope Chronicles, man. Um, you know, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, you know, hope you liked hearing us talk. You know, hopefully you can tell us what you thought about our theories, you know, around 
you know, some of the questions that, you know, weren't particularly answered in Logan. Um, to, to, you know, refresh your memory, we talked about, you know, did Professor X, like, think about not taking his meds for a reason? Um, you know, Andres, you know, brought up uh, a question of maybe, you know, we could kind of interpret how we may what actually happened to the X-Men. Was it Wolverine? Was it Professor X? Mm-hmm. You know, was there, you know, was the, uh, the doctor, um, Price, was, you know, was he part of that? Uh, or Rice, rather, was he part of you know what what would really happen? So again, let us know what you think. Uh, you know, you can follow us on Instagram um, at Dope Nerds, uh, no E. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like just we really want to hear your feedback. Uh, Absolutely. Like, like you said, this is the first of many. So hope you enjoyed it, and you know, have a dope day. Till next time, y'all.